That's how I had it for the previous episode. I forgot. It's so good. <sighs> I didn't know that we faded out. What a cool Sick. theme. Way to go, guys. What a cool theme. Yep. That's the theme song. <laughs> I like it. I might have to adjust it. Uh, I did have a question about the theme song for you. Hit me with it, baby. The, the word tender. Huh. Uh, it seems out of place. Why? Because it reminds me of the baby so tender and mild. Agreed. Yeah, like Sways is. <laughs> it reminds me of loins. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 a tender lover. Haven't you watched Ghost, Josh? Yeah, it's tender. It's tender. Yeah. Or extreme. Or extreme, like Roadhouse. You can choose. Yeah. He is the whole spectrum of love and fear incorporated inside of him. It's true. Yeah. Well, he's, he's just a man, you guys. Just a man. I didn't think he was tender in Ghost. I thought he was kind of aggressive. He smashed that fucking clay up. He's a ghost. <laughs> He's there, a ghost. I, I liked when he was like moving the thing into the apartment and he has to like kick it out the window and it has to swing back and then he catches it. The art, you it's know, the best, part. No, the best part is him being Whoopi Goldberg. I like that too. It was weird. I thought Whoopi Goldberg was, um, I thought she was kind of offensive in that movie and I'm not going to embellish, but I, it's not her fault. I think it's the writing and production. She, because right. she's magic, right? That's a problem. Oh, you're not going to elaborate. I'm not going to elaborate. <laughs> yep, there's there's problems I have with that movie. <laughs> Everyone, it's Christmas. Welcome to Christmas. Welcome to Christmas at Crazy for Swayze. I'm Vince Troya. That's Josh Young over there, as always. And we have Mallory and Bud joining us because we are doing our annual rewatch of Christmas in Wonderland. And this is family. It's family. It's 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 a family movie. I'm excited to show more people this film, Josh. Yeah, me too. I mean, you know, underrated classic. It's it's something. Has Josh told either of you anything about this movie? I listened to one of your podcasts about it. You only have one or do you have two about it? Two. Yeah, last year no. yeah, last year we did Danny and Pickle. I've listened to at least one of those, maybe both of them. So I have expectations, I guess. Zero expectations. I, I They're low. I, they're yeah, low? exactly. All right. Well, <laughs> in this fucking amazing, amazing 2006 made-for-TV Christmas movie, we're going to be watching Chris Kattan, Tim Curry, Carmen Electra, Preston Lacey, and uh, was there anybody else in it? Santa. Santa. There's a few Santas. But, but yeah. But they're all with the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucking weird. Um, but yeah. So Patrick Swayze is going to move his family from California to Alberta, Canada. Right. And then while he's there, he's going to, uh, you know, fall in some hard times. And he's going to take his kids to the mall and we're going to have a wish fulfillment. It's so fucking silly and fun. It's really all. All for everybody, and uh, I don't know. I just, is it? I think it's for everybody. Okay, it's weird. There's, I believe you. There's lots of like weird choices in regards to like the foley sounds. There's fun fashion stuff. It's got a little bit of everything for everyone. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely. Uh, what does it have for moms? It's got Patrick Swayze. It's got I Patrick guess. Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Preston Lacey. He's kind of like 
the jackass mom, sort of. Yeah. <laughs> is he? he? He is. Yeah, that's exactly what I'd say about Preston Lacey. I'm like, man, what a tender, tender man. Tender and mild. And tender and mild <laughs> and comforting. Yes. But yeah, this 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 guy. Oh, fuck. Uh, it's directed by James Orr. He did Man of the House in 95 with Chevy Chase and Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Oh, that sounds terrible. And he did this other movie called Blowing Smoke in 04. Wait. Have you not seen Man of the House? No. It's great. It's not terrible. Oh, Man of the House? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, as it's a like kid. a Disney movie, right? Yeah, they go to like the, the Native American boot camp for little Indians or something. What? We, we got like he he's like they do a, a, a rain Cub dance. Scout. He's like a Cub Scout. That's wrong. Yeah, this it's 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 Indian Scouts or whatever they call themselves. I don't fucking it was ninety seven. It man. seems problematic. 95. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Christmas with the natives. 100%. Do they even know it's Christmas in North America? I don't know. <laughs> I I watched this other Jonathan Taylor Thomas Christmas movie last year that really, really impressed me. Not Home for Christmas. Or exactly Home for Christmas. Oh, did we watch it the year before as well? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's still great. I love his little Suicide Machines poster in his room. Oh, that's cool. Which which album was it? It was Battle Hymns. What a cool poster. It was it was a cool one. But it's a Disney movie, right? It is a Disney movie. And that they, explains it. They were signed to Interscope, so yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. Ron from Drawn told me that Battle Hymns made him not like Suicide Machines because all his friends liked it. And he listened to like, the first track and he's like, what is this poppy bullshit? And he's not really wrong. But I still like that album. I think it's I think it's mostly good. I think we're uh, we're both uh, war profiteering guys, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all like war profiteering. I think that that's one thing about the Suicide Machines is that the fans will pick their favorite albums, you know, and and it's very much like if you want a different kind of vibe, you just have to listen to another album, and mm-hmm. then you can get that popier sound. There's that whole this the the self titled one is barely ska. They got a song about a dog on that one. Like Lou Dog, yeah, yeah, Lou Dog from the Sublimes, yeah, yeah. It's exactly who Jay Navarro is singing that song about. But yeah, I don't know. I I think that the sometimes I don't mind that song. That's the strength of the Suicide Machines. They can kind of do a lot of different stuff. Yeah, I mean, I I think my favorite stuff. I mean, I like Destruction by definition, but man, the all the harder stuff that kind of led the way for Hellmouth. Oh yeah, because Hellmouth's so good, and and I think all that stuff that led the way is why I still love Suicide Machines, regardless of the poppy stuff I don't like. Dude, yeah, Mal, you don't know the Suicide Machines, do you? Oh no, I have no input on this. I thought we were talking about Christmas Magic with Patrick Swayze, but we really. (laughs) Got Merry Christmas, Jack Kevorkian. <laughs> you were doing God's work, I, even though you were Jewish. It's okay. I mean, but I mean, Jewish people believe in God. Jesus was Jewish. It's true. Um, I, so I've I mean, heard. This is our this is our holiday tradition, though. This is what we do now, right? <laughs> this is us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we expose people to this movie. Yeah, I feel like expose is the correct word as well. <laughs> I, I think. Do you think it's necessary that a Christmas movie, like a good one, must take place at a mall? I don't know. I don't think it does. I think this has a lot of different aspects of Christmas movies all encompassed into one, making it like the Christmas movie, you know. What was that one with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad? Jingle All the Way. Okay. Was that one at a mall? Yes. Yeah, sort of. Parts. I I think I liked that there was like a parade in it. I think parades should be in Christmas Mm -hmm. movies. That was Hmm. the whole thing. Yeah, the parade. Mm -hmm. I... Okay, when you guys were growing up, did you ever attend Christmas parades? Not no. when I was growing no. up. Uh, in high school, our band went to London, England, and played in the 
I, I forget. I think it was a New Year's parade. I don't think it was a Christmas parade. It was right around there. Hmm. Man, can you imagine that situation being like oh. the parade was cool? It was way better. Like I did the Christmas parade in Detroit a couple times, huh. and it was okay. It was cold. It sucked. The one over in in London though, it was like oh, we passed by a fucking queen. Yeah. You know, oh, there's fucking horses everywhere That's and, sick. and horse shit everywhere. Oh my gosh, the and, horse shit. And you got to keep your head up. And they you had like keep people cleaning. That horn. But they're also like there were fire breathers and shit like that. Like Detroit never had that stuff. That's sick. Yeah, my memories of the Thanksgiving Day Parade are definitely just like marching in the in the freezing cold. If like yeah, at like big steps. It was warmer in England. I mean, maybe it was just that year, but it was a lot warm. It was raining the whole time. The sun never came out. Actually, they took a like a group photo of our marching band over there, and uh, and then they cropped the skyline out and put like a sunny skyline in because we never saw the sun while we was over there. <laughs> they wanted a m- even more mild Christmas. I, the, what's the phrase? The sun never sets in England or On some the British shit Empire. Like that. Yeah. Well, I it's- never saw it rise. <laughs> So was were you part of like a special like award winning band in high school? That's why you got invited, or was it just because like you had like a sister school or something? No, I think it's yeah, it's because we went and did really good at at some adjudicating competitions. Oh fuck yeah! They were the world's greatest ska band. They were the world's greatest. Wind Ensemble played at the at the Westminster Abbey, and and Tony Blair was there. That was like a thing. I didn't know who he was because I was a little kid. Yeah, pretty pretty cool. I was going to say, because I got invited to sing in Puerto Rico with Ooh. choir. And I didn't know if it was like an honors program or something like that, because that's how we got. Scott Choir. Got in- included. Yeah, Scott Choir. Um, but well, you yeah, went down there? Sick. Yeah, I went to Puerto Rico. Hell it yeah. Was, it was the coolest. I have played uh, hacky sack naked in a rainforest. It seems cool. dangerous. Hell yeah. It, it was. Risky. It was. Did, did we you need children. a passport to go down there? It was very dangerous. Puerto Rico's America, isn't it? That's yes. what I'm wondering, yeah. Yeah, you don't yeah. need a passport. Hell yeah. And this was back in like 2000, like the mid-2000s also. So like things were different travel-wise hmm. still. Hmm. Brett Michaels was still trying to find love. Brett Michaels hasn't even started trying to find love Has yet. he found love? I, don't, I, I doubt it. I don't yeah, think Brett so. Michaels First you gotta love yourself. Yeah. And I couldn't imagine loving myself he if loves I was himself, Brett Michaels. And his partner is Big John. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He loves Big John? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Big John, my insulin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, before we get started, I did want to say that la- like we had Mo and uh, and Bill on. It really inspired me to get in the Christmas giving mood, right? No way. Yeah, it did. So I brought you guys a little something. Whoa. Puzzies. You got a Christmas sack? That's just a regular sack. Well. Wow. For Mal. The unrated Underworld DVD. Whoa. Have you ever seen Underworld before? No. Oh, wow. It's vampires and werewolves and Kate Beckinsale and, and black leather. And the oh, first one's pretty good. Cool. It's sexy. dope as fuck. It was like, when I saw it, I was like, those are the best werewolves I've ever seen on film. You know? Yeah, they look great. There's mm-hmm. a bunch of movies now, you know? But yeah, this one's sick, and I think you would really like it. Is, right? is Bill Nye in that one? I don't know. Hmm. I don't know because like he's he's like the top vampire, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if he makes an appearance in this one or the second one. Yeah, me neither. Thank you. Good for Bud. Very Christmas. About Showtime. Interesting. You I ever heard about it. this movie? No, no. It's a cop movie, right? And Robert De Niro plays a reluctant policeman who is then tagged to be a, a reality television show star and he's paired up with eddie murphy who is like super fucking into it 
and there's there's fucking uh what's his name bill shatner's in it great I, I, it's 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 weird and i thought you would dig it it looks awesome thank you so much i'm sorry i didn't get you anything i'm, I'm totally unprepared for we didn't Christmas. get bill or mo anything either no but, but you know we... <laughs> thank you so much I'm, I'm sure i'm gonna love this axel foley and robert de niro that's a great combo it's super fucking silly yeah i think you guys would would dig both of them yes these are these both look like great dvds good work Yay. right right well, you know, now that we're in the Christmas spirit, are you ready to watch this fun, fun family film? Yes. Also, yes. Oh, I'm excited to talk about pressing lazy shoes. Squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. You still Christmas. <laughs> I love it so fucking much. Just the concept of it. I love Christmas in Wonderland. I'm not I'm not gonna to dance around the subject, guys. I liked it even more this time. I fucking loved everything about it. And I think that watching this as like a horror drama is the way to do it. Because Patrick Swayze is the worst dad and he comes out right away and says if christmas goes poorly i'm gonna blame you and like zeroes in on his son and uh, then yeah, the oldest one yeah yeah and then that son proceeds to then stalk and uh you know just be generally terrifying as well as everything that happens with the villain so yes it's a horror movie i think this is a horror movie in every way how did you feel, Josh? Horror movie. Very scary. Their wishes are all monkey's paws. Yeah. <laughs> like last year we were like, oh, they make all these wishes. But the the middle son, he, I, I don't, the younger son, I, don't, I didn't understand his wish. But this time I, I know his wish. What was it? Um, okay. The mall ghost. <laughs> oh made, my gosh. He made the mall ghost real. What were the other wishes, Josh? Well, she wanted a million dollars, the yes. little girl. Uh, and the older boy, Danny, mm-hmm. right? He wanted love. Yeah. So he manifested <laughs> a girl and she doesn't really exist. So that's a, that's the, a problem. <laughs> is is that, d- does she not exist? That's the thing. That's what I'm wondering. Why'd she get arrested? <laughs> I don't, because uh, she was hanging out. Shouldn't have been. I don't know. And Patrick Swayze wished for a job. I think that's what it was. And the problem is, his monkey's paw is that his boss is Santa. (laughs) (laughs) Santa's a slave driver. We know this. Oh, fuck. Mal, bud, how did the two of you feel as your first watch? What do you think of Christmas in Wonderland? It's certainly spooky. It's a a spooky movie. I thought you'd like it because it's kind of a fever dream mm-hmm. <laughs> up until the point where they get to the, the, the North Pole door. The North Pole door. That was terrifying. That's when I stopped taking notes right there. I was like, oh, okay, I'm done. <laughs> that was shocking. It's yeah. Tra- they yeah, could have done anything horrifying. else. And, but you should have been prepared for it because you listened to us talk about it twice before. <laughs> I, I caught me off guard and uh, and I, I embraced the uncanniness and uh, yeah. 
it, there was no way to like accurately describe what it looks like. Like, because in the in the in the moment, you're like, yeah, sure, I believe you. There will be like a Windows ninety five rendering of like a bunch of elves in the North Pole. Sure, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I okay, <laughs> but then you see it and you're like, oh shit, what the fuck is going on? They chose to do that, though. They could have done anything else. Yeah. These were all, like, real choice, like, artistic choices that these people were making. It's a Christmas movie. Horror. Yeah, but the but the people that made the film and were putting the money out, they were like, fuck it, we're giving them money for this. Who cares? It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. It looks fine. Who cares? I loved it. We've only got one guy to play all of the Santas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if they would have been different people, do you think that would have been more effective? No, because then how would you know that the Walker guy was Santa? That's a good point. Uh, except his name is Walker. Matthew Walker. Matthew Walker. Okay, so everyone, while we were finishing up watching the movie, Josh found that Santa, Matthew Walker, was in this other movie called, what, Twice Upon a Christmas? Twice Upon a Christmas. And he plays Santa in that movie. I bet there's also. others. I bet there's others. Yeah? I would guess. So, my wonder is, does that make that movie, this movie, is like sister movie? Like, this is their Avengers, and he's their Iron Man, you know? He's he's the Thanos. Oh, he's the Thanos? Yeah, Santa. Your boss, you know, some fucking drunk guy at the bar. Uh, Some walker guy. (laughs) Hippie. The beach dude. Oh, yeah, beach Santa. Yeah, I want to find this movie. I found it on Amazon, you know? But I want to look for a copy of it. If you've seen this movie, Twice Upon a Christmas, write in and tell us about it. And we can let you know where you can find this guy. Because it's on YouTube. You can just watch it and see if it connects. This movie's on YouTube? Yeah, dude. When I was looking for Christmas in Wonderland, <laughs> the song by Allie Goldsmith, Gold, or Goldworth, the, I, the, the song of the it's movie, It's Christmas right? in Wonderland. Yeah. Um... I found that it's just streaming on there all like 120 minutes of it. So if you want this to be your new Christmas tradition. Yeah, you can find it on YouTube streaming for free. Maybe next year we'll just do this movie four times. Yeah? Is that what you want? I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I want to expose it to as many people as possible. (laughs) I'm into doing that and like showing more people this movie, obviously, because it's amazing. It gets better every single time. But, uh... I don't know. I, I don't want it to be like a joke. It's not a joke. It's very serious. This is this is like this is something I am actually starting to really like. I'm <laughs> <laughs> really liking this movie. It's like you know, cause there was one time I tried to do like t- the 25 days of Die Hard and watch Die Hard every day up until Christmas from the December 1st. Right? I got pretty close. Because I decided to watch the other diehards as well. Because after the first week, I got real bored. And then you watched Speed. I didn't watch Speed. You should just watch a bunch of different diehard type movies. Oh, that's a very good point, dude. But, yeah, I, I, they, that was difficult. It was almost as difficult as watching all of the diehard movies within 24 hours. Dude. Did I tell you about that? Yeah, I was living there, I think. Oh, God, that was awful. After that third one, they go downhill real fast. Oh, what a weird choice to make. Well, Die Hard's a Christmas movie, you uh-huh. know? And he, he likes it. So I, I went for it. Uh-huh. And it was tough. Good for you. 
Yeah. Well, we watched all the leprechauns in like close to 24 hours. Yeah. For no reason. No yeah. no regrets. I mean, I didn't watch them all with you, but no regrets. I, I'm interested in seeing the, the most recent one now. Yeah, I did learn that uh, Tony Cox was Black Leprechaun oh. in The Leprechaun 2. Okay. Just so you know. That's sick. I'm going to have to watch it. Yeah. Dude, I uh, haven't seen any of them. Well, I felt the same way, and then I just kept watching them, and Hulu had all of them, so. Okay. It'll just play them right in a row for you. <laughs> I thought that's, that's Leprechaun convenient. in the Hood was the only one worth watching, but then I watched Leprechaun in the Hood 2 with you guys. Back and to the Hood. It was still Back pretty to good. The hood. That I, was good. That was my yeah, favorite was one. Yeah. Good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I, I didn't think one? it'd stand a chance without Ice-T yeah. in it, but Leprechaun but it was 4. Good. Back to the Hood. What was the really bad one? The first one? No. Did no, you no, like no. that one? I hate the first one. No, they're the one where he's like a creature. He's not a leprechaun. Oh, that's the most recent one, isn't it? No, that's the second one. I stopped watching one. with you that guys. That one's called Leprechaun Origins. It's the worst. Horrible. He's uh, a creature? It's the worst? It's the worst. Why is it a wow. leprechaun then? Because it's in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it wants your gold. <laughs> I love else? the leprechaun. The leprechaun wants to fuck everything. It doesn't matter what it is. Guy, girl, inanimate object, doesn't matter. He mm-hmm. wants He wants it. And if, and he'll, if it's smokable, he'll smoke he'll it. He'll eat it. He'll <laughs> smoke it. Yep. <laughs> and he's always partying. He always likes music. He, he likes just wants to, to have a good time. He's having fun when he's killing people. Makes way more sense than these fucking elves. What do they do? They like to drive the boss around? I don't know. What I, fucking elves do? Dude, I don't know. These elves in this movie, they just... Smile without teeth? You ask him a question, they just, just smile. Smile? Like. What if he said something? Wouldn't that be crazier? <laughs> what? Uh, okay. It's Gilbert right. Godfrey, and he's like, yeah, this is the North Pole! That's what you think it would be? <laughs> I love this! Yes, please! Oh, I want Gilbert Godfrey to play an elf in a movie, in a Christmas movie. Like, like you know how they. Okay, Santa Claus with, with Tim Allen, right? He has a, now a series on Disney Plus. It's terrible. I bet it is. But um, I would love it if Gilbert Godfrey just showed up one day as an elf and he just like had to deal with Santa. Then. I'm King Elf. Unfortunately, it'd have to be with like AI or something because you know, rest in peace. Oh yeah. How could he take that that gorgeous voice to the oh, grave yeah. with him? They should have. Yeah, they should have. Jesus, how his voice. could you take Gilbert Godfrey away from us? We need him. If, if I had a Christmas wish, wish, yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. We need more Yago. Yeah, Gilbert Gottfried. If not, yep. I wish he was back to life. Just Gilbert Gottfried. That's my yep. wish. Me too. You know what? I, I don't know if I've ever made a Christmas wish, but that's the one. Yep. And it's going to pay back double in dividends. Bring him back. And don't paws. bring him back as a zombie. Bring him no. back in good health. It's classic monkey paw. Yeah, it's something bad I, will I, happen. I know he was trying to make money right before he died, you know, and, and you know, Can't that's terrible. Yeah. Think about how many smiles he's brought to the world, both young and old. Mm. It, I remember growing up watching the Problem Child movies because Gilbert Godfrey's in it, and I was like, this guy is amazing. There's multiple? There's multiple Problem Children? Yeah, there's Problem Child and then Problem Child 2 where Junior gets like a stepsister, and she's a bigger problem. Anarchy. I don't know what it is, but I love it. Exactly. That's fair. Yeah. No. That it, it. We should watch the Problem Child movies, dude. Ben Ritter's in them. John perfect. Ritter. Oh, okay. Not as perfect. John Ritter. But I mean, for the purposes of our podcast, just perfect. Perfect. Just perfect. But did you have a favorite part of this film? 
Uh, my favorite part was definitely at the climax of the film when the little girl turned into a homicidal maniac, <laughs> fucking busted up the top of that that glass panel and then tricked the other person to hop onto it and fall down and then started throwing money at her like a fucking stripper and then <laughs> they no gave reason. her the whole bag to try and kill her. All that shit was really crazy and uh, I thought she was a, a, a virtuous character until then and then I realized that all the characters are bad. Well, they got a bad dad. They got a bad dad. Nefarious. Man. A moment before that part happens in the movie, right? We we get one of the these those costume change montages that we love so very much, right? Oh well, yeah. And so I was wondering, did did the boy Brian, when he put on that little, that little leather jacket and stuff like that, did he keep his little suit pants on, or do you think he found the little leather pants too? Got some chaps. Yeah. yeah. That was a that was boy two chaps. dressing montages in that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's cool there's two montages, outfit changes. I mean, but they were yeah. both product placement. One of them was Jim Bree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Was where you can buy weird clothes for little girls. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like I did, perfect I didn't catch the name of the, uh, of the yeah, motorcycle apparel store. Mm-hmm. Fox. Fox? They sponsor Brett Michaels. F-O-X, Fox. Remember when he's like, you all got to get on the on the dirt bikes and do this rally race. I know you're all drunk. <laughs> this is sponsored by Fox <laughs> Sports Clothing. What's there, da- did Dallas almost die? Yes, Dallas almost died. Uh-huh. Lacey didn't know how to work her motorcycle. <laughs> so unhinged. So Fox. Preston boxes. Lacey, though, seems pretty comfortable. Yeah, well, he didn't have to wear any like motorcycle gear. Yep, he seemed pretty comfortable. I liked it when they... Hop him and put him on the back of that motorcycle with Chris Catan. That was real fucking silly. And it's real, you know? It's like, I don't, they had a whole list of like stunt doubles and stunt safety. So I'm not convinced that. Well, they didn't do all of it. They got some headshots in there just so they could put them in the film. But I mean, they weren't driving out that window panel into the sure, into the, sure. the wave pool or whatever. Preston would do it though if you if you made him. Oh yeah, if you that's exactly him. what I'm thinking. I think Preston actually did that scene. Well, nice. I mean, it's gonna be it's got to be hard to get a body double for him, right? Yeah, I thought they. Guy. I just thought they threw like mannequins down there or something. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what you just said. I did learn that the stunt coordinator on this film worked on the the glorious film Jennifer's Body, so that's that's something. Yeah, yeah, it is. That is something. Mm-hmm. A, w- a woman as well. Female stunt coordinator. Good. Yeah. Good. I think it was Preston Lacey going through that plain, plain glass window. I believe it. Yeah. He, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's sugar glass. Yeah. I like all the Swayze adjacents that came out of this film, like The Grudge 2 and The Grudge 3 and X-Men 3 and, I don't know, a bunch of other <laughs> ones, a bunch of weird fucking movies for Patrick Swayze to be adjacent to. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it's, I guess yeah. I'm glad he did it. For that, I mean, a lot of people on the internet seem to be mad he did it. They seem to think it like tarnished his legacy. But like, as connoisseurs of Swayze, we know that this is actually one of the better ones. <laughs> this is one of the best ones. I think that like Swayze being the bubbling dad is kind of the perfect role. And where in this movie it goes past just bumbling to kind of completely inept, like. He's trying to buy a snowblower. And he goes full on Karen. Yeah, full on Karen. It's not even snowing yet. Mm-mm. Like, why? You, but that gift was for his wife for Christmas. Yeah. Insane. Do you well, think he bought the underwear? No, he has no money. Do you think he bought? Yeah, well, I mean, he didn't know he didn't have money until he got to that second store. So he might have gotten the lingerie. But That's he why was, he maxed out his credit card. He was so weird about like 
Yeah, he was so weird about saying, oh, it's for my wife, you know, that it kind of makes me think that the shit was for him in the first place anyways. Oh, mm-hmm. plot twist. And they even bring it up in it, and they're like, it could be, free. it's personal then. He's like, oh, no, no, it's not for me, it's for my wife, my wife. I, I love that German lady. She's the best. She's great. She, like, actually starts the conversation in German, right? Like, yeah. she says something to him in German, and then yeah. she acts like he didn't understand her, even yeah, though like, she's speaking you, What the fuck are you doing, dude? You're in Canada. You can't speak German. Yeah, come on. This in Alberta, we speak German. God, and we're we love horses. I she she's not even in the uh, the credits here. I'm looking at it. Yeah, you're right. She's not. Why? Mal, did you have a favorite part of the movie? Um, yeah, when they woke up in a completely different house. Yeah. That was crazy. <laughs> See, that also plays into my theory, right? I know, like, but it was like, all right, this movie's over. I'm going out for my smoke. And you missed them waking up and their whole house is different. <laughs> They're just living in somebody's house. It, Which has a fireplace now? It yeah. Has a fireplace? It has so many different things in it. Dude, like, it's different wall paint colors. What if this is actually like the fever dream of the daughter who is deceased? I thought you were going to say the mall Santa. I mean, the fever dream definitely is a good way to look at it. But I I like the idea that maybe the whole, you know, like maybe Patrick Swayze's family died and he's just wandering around Mm -hmm. confused, hallucinating and shit like that. I I lost my job. Don't tell the little girl. (laughs) He's actually still at the bar hallucinating Santas. When he was backing out the driveway and like like yelling at the kids, I figured, oh, he's not looking. They're going to get in an accident. Started off right, you know, right at the beginning of the movie. Fucking get back the car into something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty confident they're in someone else's house at the end. (laughs) He's definitely blaming his kids for everything and also telling his kids to do stuff. So maybe he's doing that stuff himself and just blaming his kids. Now explain why he's not doing anything for two hours while they're they're out having their shopping spree. Oh, these tiles are busted off of the fake fireplace. Well, that was my daughter. Oh, there's eggshells in the pancakes. Well, that's because my son was distracting me. Mm -hmm. And and I can't find that that pan, but I know where it is. And I'm going to tell my son to go get it, even though I don't know where it is, and then be disappointed in him. Oh, I'm getting a call. It's from your it's from your mom. I got to take this. Now I'm getting arrested for using counterfeit bills. I don't have any counterfeit bills. Yeah, this is all real money for my real job that I didn't get fired from. <laughs> now Mr. I work Magoo. for Sienna. I, I did like Tim Curry for a little bit, but he was so uh, one-dimensional. Yeah, you know, he, it was all just the trope of like forgetting people's names and shit. Well, that's why it's funny when he walks in the closet, right? I thought he came on so strong and he was doing so good, and then after a while, I was I was over it. I like that Tim Curry, like, yes. He does become one note very quickly. Yeah, especially once he's out of the interrogation room. Like in the interrogation room, he's funny, but then when he's like out and in the mall, it's like, yeah. oh, he doesn't know what he's doing. The the writing was obviously really bad in the movie. I feel like the actors definitely didn't have anything to work with. One of the writers uh, wrote on Sister Act two, so good. Maybe you should have worked on Sister Act one. <laughs> Dude, I think that McClush, McClush, right? McClush. Like, his introduction was so strong. Like, it seemed, it was funny. He came in, he's just like, hello, Sonny. And he's just like, just this wallpaper. It's funny money. It's Monopoly fair. It is flapjacks. And just, like, starts screaming bullshit. And I love it so much because no one knows what is going on. And then we meet the most Canadian person in the film. Mm-hmm. This yeah. motorcycle salesman. Mm-hmm. 
between the motorcycle salesman. <laughs> Why is he the only Canadian? <laughs> and McClouche, whose accent work was better. Oh, he's definitely the dirt bike guy. Yeah, the Canadian. Sure. Amazing. He was just oh yeah, he, he, these two t- two types came in here and they went and bought two motorcycles, two thousand dollars cash or something like that. He was wild. He's either some guy from California that they told to act like he's Canadian, <laughs> or he's on letter. But he was killing Those are the only it. Two options. Yeah, he was killing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that could be a real accent. It could be. But it's just to me, it struck me as some surfer who they got it <laughs> off the street. And they're like, hey, you want to come up to Alberta? <laughs> what am I good? What? what ah, never mind. I feel like it'd be more like a hockey bro if that were the case. Yeah, Instead sure. Of a surfer, you know. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, if he's Canadian. Well, you know, yeah. he probably was recently at the Mall Beach. Ah, so. yes. Vince, he's the Mall Beach speak, lifeguard. Speaking of the Mall Beach, Vince, can you give us like a, a synopsis on your view of the uh, the oldest son Brian and his. <laughs> His girlfriend slash not girlfriend slash girlfriend again, Shane from California that yeah. didn't exist before, but now exists and is his girlfriend. And also, not only did his dad lose his job, her dad also lost. Oh, yeah. All the coincidences. Like, it, she she was looking exist. for a little sister just like he but was looking. Crazy. No, she was there. not looking for a little sister just like he was <laughs> not looking for his sibling. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, she moved there because her dad lost his job. They moved there because he... Because Swayze had a job and then, then he, he lost, lost it. it yeah. So it was a little bit reversed. Mm. But other than that. Well, it's, it's weird to be like, hey, we got to leave L.A. You know, we got to move Alberta, Canada. To be oilmen. Well, yeah. 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 I guess they're yeah, I mean, the oil boom. Money. But yeah, I have in my notes here that Danny was bribed uh, with an Xbox after being blamed for potentially ruining Christmas. You know? And then he's tasked with watching his his brother and sister to see Santa. And then he pawns it off to his younger brother. And he goes and stalks a woman while he's upset, meets the woman, and then talks about killing children and decide to start a romance then and go on a date to Jamba Juice or whatever the fuck it was. They talked about killing children? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they did. Shane was like, I want to kill my sister. Mm-hmm. And they're like, me too. <laughs> and then they went and got juice. I love killing. <laughs> yeah, so they're talking about killing. This This kid's dark immediately. It was pointed out that he may have a gun on him, and we're like, "No, nah, he totally does. This is this kid is definitely a problem. We gotta we gotta keep an eye on him." So yeah, I think Danny is you know someone to keep an eye on. I don't like Danny. Okay, um, I'm just, I'm sorry though. That has nothing to do with his relationship with his girlfriend. His he he liked the girl. He knew her from before, but she didn't know him. No, I don't. She couldn't have existed. Mm-hmm. He was shocked when he heard her name was Shane. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, but like, so exactly. was, was he lying to his dad about having a girlfriend? I mean, I thought that yes. was like a certainty. Like, okay. Of course he doesn't. Because I thought he was telling him like about just a girl he had a crush on. Yeah, at school. You know, and then he like he never talked to her because he's a, he's a nerd. Also and, a possibility. And then they both moved there. Yeah. Like if this is real and she's not a fantasy. You know, maybe they did some more filming and they just cut it out of the film. Was it straight to video? Uh, I think Vince, it was. Vince has no knowledge for us. Um, I, the information I saw is that this movie made less than a hundred million or less than one million dollars. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah, seems fair. <laughs> um, but I don't know if, like how it made its money. I think it I, I don't theaters. know if it did. I wouldn't be surprised if this was at the theater. 
Do you think Canadians really like this movie? Like it's a Christmas movie in Canada? No way. According to Letterboxd, no, they are embarrassed. Oh. My knowledge of Canadians is that they love to hate things. So maybe they love to hate the movie like you guys do. Although it seems like you genuinely like it. I yeah. like it. But I my, love this movie. the rating keeps gradually moving down. Every For time you? I watch it. Yes. But that's, that's not a function of the movie getting worse. It's a function of me refining my rating system. Oh, I mean, like that's reasonable, dude. I think mine keeps going up because I keep having more and more fun with it. Yes. Sometimes I got to listen to an album multiple times. Like I'll just keep giving it a shot and, and I'll, I'll sit on it for a while, come back to it, sit on it for a while, come back to it. And, and sometimes after a few times of coming back to it, I'll be digging it, you know? But um, I don't know if I'm willing to give this movie some more shots. <laughs> I don't think I enjoyed this one. Aww. Okay. Yeah, it's I fine. That it was great. I love the possibilities that girlfriend's not real or maybe Patrick Swayze killed his whole family and is hallucinating in a Canadian mall. <laughs> I love it. For as hard as they were going, I just feel like it, there were some missed opportunities in here. And I and Swayze being in there was like, what the fuck is going on here? He barely even had a role. He barely did anything. Had his shining stuff. moment in the bar, I guess. And it, is it even good? Like, it's not... I mean, his performance is not good in this movie, in my opinion, for One sure. One of the things I definitely don't like about the movie is that, like, um, there was no point to anything. I mean, which is fine. Like, uh, Blue Ruin, there's no point to anything, but I fucking love that movie. The point mm-hmm. is that they gotta have Christmas. Yeah. You have, yeah, you get wish fulfillment. I don't think I would, if I had a wish from Santa, <laughs> I would ask him to lose my address oh my gosh step away please stay away from me like if this is a kids movie and the little girl is giving her address to everybody and it turns out to be like a good thing or something aside from the cops getting their address but like even even then the the whole point of the movie they just kept throwing it in your face that oh if you just don't do anything about it everything's gonna turn out all right Mm -hmm. which is the end of the movie yep Mm -hmm. they don't do anything the only thing they do is that they're like generally nice to people, but there's like not that many people to even be nice to. Patrick Swayze was a Karen. Yeah, oh yeah, right. he was addicted to that cashier. Oh, but she was hilarious. So <laughs> shitty to that woman. She's like, come on, you don't have any money. Get the fuck out of my line. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, she was being shitty to him for no reason. But It's Christmas Eve, and I didn't realize it was Christmas Eve till the end of the movie, but that makes everything that happened, you know, everything Patrick Swayze didn't do because he didn't do anything over and over again. He had two days to do anything. He didn't even unpack any boxes. They didn't even finish breakfast. He didn't even make a meal for two days. What have they been doing for two days? That's because they're not alive. They still got the trailer full of stuff. Working on their dirt bikes or motocross bikes or whatever. Like, why are you working on your dirt bike? Should you not be like setting up the furniture in your room and helping me Wearing scarves and playing video games. You're the oldest son. Should you not be helping me unpack? This is Christmas Eve we're talking about here. He just moved to another country. But you know, you should feel bad for him because uh, he had to lose his horse lightning way back when. Oh, because he's a horse girl. horse lightning, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And what was the? Oh, that, I'm sorry. The memory of a horse. It was the horse. It was a pony. Was a, yeah. And then there's the memory of the horse that kicked McClouch in the head. Yeah, that makes him say that wrong names all the time. And then there's the promise of at least three future horses mm-hmm. from Santa <laughs> to Patrick Swayze. Three, per, three heads job. of horse. Are those the, three heads? What is the that? Ghost I don't know. Like, is it like cabbage? Is, is it? <laughs> Christmas, present, future, and past, right? Yeah, well, I mean, he, they didn't have any horses in the present, except for the reindeer, which is 
Is that a horse? horse? No, it's not a horse. We've discussed this. It's not a horse. <laughs> Did that guy say three heads of horse and 500,000 heads of cattle? Is that what he said? I think he Verbatim? said like 300 head of cattle. I don't know, but it's a, like a huge amount of cattle. Yeah. Like he needs a ranch hand. It's, are ranch hands supposed to be middle-aged men? I don't think so. I feel like they're supposed to be Jake boys. Gyllenhaal yeah. and, and uh, you know, the other guy. Heath, Heath Ledger. Ledger. Yeah. yeah, I feel like they're supposed to be boys. That's demanding work. You have to sleep outside. Move sheep around. Cattle in this case. Have tender relationships. <laughs> you know, just real fucking cowboy stuff. Man, I love that movie. Oh, I was looking at all my reviews from the last year to be like, okay, so like, what have I enjoyed the most from this podcast? You know, and Dirty Dancing is the highest rated film. I watched it twice in February. Huh. I give four and a half stars both times. Yeah. But aside from that, which is like one of the greatest films, Brokeback Mountain was definitely my favorite to watch, I think. It was the most memorable. Dude, I loved Brokeback Mountain. It was it was one of those ones that I just, like I said, when we watched it, I hadn't seen, never seen it before. And I just kind of like avoided it for whatever reason because like it seemed like it was really hype. Everyone was all hyped up about it and I just didn't want to be involved. And just like how wrong I was to think that because that was amazing. Fucking, what's his name? Um, Randy Quaid's in it, and he's great. Did you enjoy uh, any film better than that one this year? I don't you know. liked Heat quite a bit. I liked Heat a lot. I don't know. I have to think about that. She's got a great ass. Have you seen Heat? Mm-mm. Have you seen Brokeback Mountain? Mm-mm. Have you seen Heat? When I was a kid. Have you seen Brokeback Mountain? Nah. I would recommend both of them. I heard Brokeback yeah. Mountain was good. Was Brokeback Mountain one of the, the ones that Crash beat for the, the Oscar? I also haven't yes. seen Crash, but I've, I've watched so, a little right? documentary that, that, it was that year, though? was really harsh on Crash, and, and it sounds like uh, what they were saying was probably true, that, uh, the you know, the, uh, the uh, morality of the movie was really um, empty and forced on the viewer. Mm-hmm. I yeah. haven't seen it, but, but... I think I watched it. I think we watched it when I was in school, but I'd seen it before then. Why you want to watch Crash? I got like six copies of it. <laughs> Why are you hoarding all of them? I'm trying to get them off the streets. Hell yeah. What, what are these Do, doing kids? Doing God's work. Bury them. These kids, get them. <laughs> I'm going to fucking bury them like those goddamn E.T. games. What you should be doing is replacing them with the Cronenberg Crash. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny, uh, just going to a pawn shop or a, a resale store, consignment shop, and finding DVDs, opening them up, taking the shitty movies out, putting your own movies in. Oh, we used to do that. Me and my Preston used to walk around in stores and fucking do that shit in store and fucking, like, uh, sleeves and magazines when they used to come with, like, a little CD demo thing or whatever. We just put our band CDs into it and shit. That's a, that's a move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. marketing. If you're trying to get your band noticed, you know, make a few CDs can go to the magazine section at the grocery store and remove all the CDs in the magazines. First, you're going to have to find magazines with CDs, and then you're going to have to hope that people have You're going to have to find a CD drive, yeah, yeah, so you can burn some CDs. I got one. Yeah, you you do. I have an external one. You are a rare rare case, it seems. Oh, I, I, for my computer, but I also have one in my car. Yeah. Oh, could I get you to burn that uh, that Danger Society CD that some person sent me from Lanson? Maybe. Amazing. It's not on the internet. That's sick. It's almost lost media. But I put it on Reddit that I was looking for it, and somebody sent me a fucking mint copy with autographs of all the band members. Fucking Whoa. amazing. That's awesome. Yep. That's if you awesome. like bands from Lansing from the early 2000s, right? 
Where'd you find this? It, he sent it to me. Where? From Reddit. From Reddit? Yeah, from Dude, Reddit. I, we have a subreddit. It's at Swayze Pod or it? something like that. I don't really it's know how r- to use I think it. It's r slash Swayze Pod. R slash Swayze Pod. Yeah, if you're on Reddit, you can find us on there. But yeah, I don't know. I've never really used Reddit. I'm happy you were able to find something you were looking for on there. It's. I'd recommend the the plumbing Reddit. The plumbing Reddit is awesome. Yeah. Just uh, I mean, because uh, plumbers all over the world use it and have different opinions, and people that aren't plumbers have opinions too. And plumbers have very, very interesting opinions for non-plumbers usually. And then plumbers also argue with each other about the right way to do everything. And they're all usually right, you know? They're just all arguing about how right they are with each other, which that's, is great. sounds awesome, actually. I want to... I'm pretty sure that's just what Reddit is, no matter like what you're talking about. And that's why Maybe. we would be the best at Reddit, because we're so opinionated about Patrick Swayze. Let me just sit there and argue about Patrick Swayze. I don't want to argue about it. No, you don't him. argue about it. You just give people the facts. Here's the fucking facts. What do you know about Patrick I mean, people Swayze? are gonna. The, the worst thing about Reddit, I think, is that everybody's opinion, like they, everybody disagrees with each other and are like, like scathing with each other all over there. Like it's really, really toxic. It's probably not good for your mental health because all it is is people arguing with each other generally. But then sometimes, because it's an anonymous platform, if you just put something out there, like, hey, I'm looking for this this CD that doesn't exist anymore. Sometimes you'll get a little package in the mail from a record label out in Lansing with a, a that CD with autographs and, I don't know, a bunch of band stickers and stuff. Okay. Shout out to Reddit, r slash Pod. So you gave a, a stranger on the internet your address. address. He asked for it twice. At first so I didn't give it to him. It was actually <laughs> your guys' address. <laughs> oh wait, no, Vince was moved out. So, so yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the first time I didn't give it to him, I let it sit for a month. And the guy was like, I've got it. I can send it to you. You just got to send me your address. And I said, fuck it. And then the next day, the house was full of presents, totally clean. (laughs) And actually, it was a fully different house. (laughs) Completely different home. Miracles. Yeah, I'm convinced that after that afternoon of being involved with the the legal system, you know, being detained and everything like that, Swayze was went off the deep end he's like fuck it we're stealing somebody else's house and then he just took the family somewhere else maybe he killed the family well when they got Mm -hmm. home it was the right house that's the thing when they got home it was the proper house he killed the family and dumped the body parts at the mall and that's why he's walking around the mall alone all day and that's mm -hmm. why he got arrested Mm -hmm. that's why the walls were red afterwards oh my god God, the walls were red oh my god (laughs) and when the mom gets home it's a different house ghost kids ghost kids I love it and she's like, you got me just what I wanted. Boxes full of my kids' body parts. That's a bloody boy. <laughs> what was his name? Sanders. Sanderson was his last name, or Sanders was his last name. What was his first name? Swayze's? Colonel. Wayne. Wayne? Wayne. <laughs> we're the kids, Wayne, on the phone. Wayne, we're the kids. Yeah, Wayne mm. Saunders. Very what, dark. What a good name. Wayne Saunders. Yeah, I just called him dad the entire time. That's Swayze to me. Dad is inept. Dad doesn't know how to cook. Yeah. Dad got fired. Idiot. Dad husband. didn't take the U-Haul trailer back. Yeah. What the fuck was up with that? If he's worried, like you said, if he is worried about saving money, he's got to return that U-Haul as soon as possible. Is there any better dad than Swayze? Do we have any good dads in this movie? Are they all bad? I mean, no, I mean, not even Santa was a good dad because he was just giving people shit the whole time, and that's not being a good dad. What's a good dad? A, a good oh, dad teaches you things. A good dad teaches you what you need to know, I think. Do you think a good dad will belittle you every once in a while? I don't know. 
I, because like Vince that's, does. <laughs> that, that's one thing that I I don't know. Like I, I don't want to say that it's super belittled, but like a, a little azure here and there. That's why know? they call it uh, patronizing. Ah, oh, patronizing. Yes, yes. That's why they call it that. I mean, I still think the the teaching thing applies. You know, mm-hmm. if your dad's talking shit to you and you're learning something from it, then it can be a good thing. But if you're not learning anything from it, then what the fuck is he doing? Yeah. Sure. I'd I'd let Patrick Swayze teach me to be a cowboy. He didn't teach them how to do anything in this movie, though. Except for launder money. No, no. no, He he taught them them. things. He taught them to... to, Oh, yeah. This is something that came to mind as soon as the kids were, like, passing off the daughter in the Santa line and then trying not to let her stay in line to see Santa is, like, he literally just taught them that. You know, he didn't go look for the frying pan. He didn't blame himself for ruining Christmas because he lost his job. Dang. You know, and then he says, and then he says, okay, oldest son, look after her. Let her go see Santa. Well, he, no, first he says, Mary, you really want to go see Santa, so let's go to the mall and see Santa. As soon as he gets there, he says, okay, oldest son, you're going to take her to see Santa, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go away. And then the oldest son says, okay, youngest son, you're going to take her to see Santa, and I'm going to go away. And then youngest son says, okay, we're not waiting to see Santa because this line's way too long. You yeah. know? Like, he taught them to be that irresponsible. Mm, mm. Like, but if you just don't do anything, everything works out in the end. Yeah, that's what we've learned from mm-hmm. this yeah, film. Yeah, and that's what he was preaching the whole movie. And Santa was, too. But, so, do we ever figure out if Swayze... Swayze didn't buy any presents while he was there. No, no presents. Possibly presents. underwear. He bought beer. And a beer. For himself. <laughs> yeah. Which he didn't get to finish. Yeah. Yeah, you're drunk because you saw Santa. It's like, dude, Santa works here. What the fuck? <laughs> Better question now. You know, the children successfully did this heist. You know, they have lockers full Multiple. of goods. And they also got some shipped home. Yeah. Wow. Then yeah. how'd they get their motorcycle? I don't know. See, Santa Magic. See, may, maybe with the motorcycle, they realized that was fake money. So they're not going to send them that motorcycle kind of situation. But then they have it. But then they have the, the motorcycle. They may have stolen it. I've got, I'm not sure, dude. Tell me they did thievery to aid with the climax. Yeah. Potentially. Terrible. Potentially. I mean, after they learned that the money, first of all, they are culpable. They were using fake money. It doesn't matter. They found the money. They had fake money. I guess they weren't aware it was fake money, but it obviously wasn't theirs. They they obviously took it from somebody since they saw somebody drop it off the railing. Right. And then they they used, took it and then they spent it. And then after they found out it was fake money and it's illegal to more. use it, they went and spent more. On a final shopping spree. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Ha ha. Yeah. So I think the kids are bad, and I I, I, like I said, bad. I thought Mary was good right up until the end, and then I was like, "Oh God, she's the worst." But you're right, bud. Like I didn't realize <laughs> how fucking... sinister the the bad dadding is. Like you yeah. know, he you're right. It happens in the first scene in the fucking movie. He passes off his responsibilities to his son, who passes him off to the other kid. And if he would have just like tried to bond with one of his sons, he could have put the other one in charge of the girl. And taking the one son with him. Hey, we're going shopping for the other kids. You know, mm-hmm. like this is what you need to know as the oldest son. We need this. I'm going to teach you how to shop. And it's, it's crazy good. they split up like that. Like Swayze I think it's immediately crazy too. They just like, moved to that town. They've never been to that mall before. Mm-hmm. But, but like clearly, the middle kid, the the younger son, Brian, is, Brian is smart. So he can't just be like left with the other kid. Like you've got you got to take that one with you. That's the one you got to keep a fucking eye on. Why do you think that Brian wore that little suit the entire time? Do you think that he was just he responsible? He's all business, dude. He's mm-hmm. responsible. And he, and he claims at the end that he 
was the one who came up with the idea to spend the money. He twice said that they shouldn't spend the money. Mary yeah, is the true. one who said that they should spend the money. You think he was just trying to, like, take the blame? Yes. Just so that the scissor wouldn't... Well, I think he felt responsible because he should have told her right from wrong. Mm-hmm. But she's bad. Mm-hmm. Who came up with the plan? The plan to spill soap and ride around on the little the dirt bike or the mini and, and, and spill soap on the floor in the mall and, and get them to, to fly off through in, a window. A yeah. a glass and then room. and then send the littlest girl up onto the roof of the building You're with right, a hammer to break the window. I, that just yeah. feels it feels like Brian came up with everything and then she improved that last bit. She's like, I have <laughs> But man. he was there when she bought the hammer. Dude, that was so early, yeah. In the I, montage. Yeah. It was her idea. The whole thing, I think, was her idea. But he was like, do you mind if I make it like a Rube Goldberg machine? She's like, oh, go for it. Like, what a crazy plan. And it went off without a hitch. Yeah, I mean, their plan to get uh, Chris Kattan in the Shark Tank worked as well. He, like, slid yeah. on some anchovies. Yeah. yeah. Why, why did they lead us to believe that Slipped he was going Chum to bucket. be eaten and that he couldn't <laughs> swim? I didn't think those sharks were going to eat him at fine. all. Yeah, we didn't think they were going to eat him. I thought so. I thought so. Uh, but as, as, far on, as, cin- as far as cinematography goes, that was a pretty good scene. He looked good under the water, you know, and he was doing the silly shit, trying to, like, run under the water and shit. All yeah. that shit was, was pretty good, shot pretty well. The the falling out of the window, though, not shot very well. Yes. Maybe they shot it, and uh, they just didn't have a good take, and they can't afford to do it again or something. I don't know. It looked to me like you can't drop Carmen Electra out of something. Yeah, I mean that that fall looked fine, but the the other one, you know, Chris Kattan and Preston Lacey going off that window, oh, like yeah, yeah. The, like them falling, like like there should have been a shot, you know, like slow motion coming out the window, and I felt like that was missing, you mm. know. So maybe they just didn't get a good shot at it the first time they did it. I don't know. Potentially, I don't know. I, I we we were going through the entire thing asking how the time frame of shooting worked was this like a gorilla production where they were just running around this mall just picking things off or was this like an actual thing that they did we've come to realize it's a thing that they did so they could have taken more time and like with anything executed those shots specifically better I don't think anybody's ever had as much interest in this movie as you guys, so I think this would be a, a good opportunity to contact like the director of the movie directly and see if there was a you know a director's cut or if he wanted there to be a cut of the film that was better than this, and it just didn't happen. They didn't have the shots, stuff went wrong, because I feel like there's a lot of information you could find from him, and he's probably not directing movies still. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Orr. Um, right in. Yeah. Yeah. That's wazypod at gmail.com. I'll see if I can get his email. I'll reach out to this guy and ask him some questions. Be like, all right, dude, so you need to tell me what happened with the North Pole. Uh, we need to get this all under control before next Christmas, before he's busy Hell, again. yeah, next Christmas you up. might be able to get him to zoom in and give his fucking opinion on this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the part that we thought would be funny. We liked it when the big guy fell on the little guy and then he farted. I thought that was important. <laughs> I think it'd be great if he didn't like his attachment to the movie. Like he was embarrassed. Yeah, like if he was able to like tell people how he really feels about having directed that movie. I think and it's what amazing it did for his career that a film even got made. Yeah, I'm happy for it. Yeah, I'm happy too. Did anyone have any favorite outfits in the film? Fits. Carmen Electra's fit was pretty cool. She looks like a Marvel villain. Mm-hmm. Why did she wear that? That's what I'm still wondering. 
Why wouldn't she wear that? Like, that's a fucking great point, man. She's getting her hair did at the mall. That's a great point. It's Christmas Eve. You gotta wear your best outfit to the <laughs> and, mall. And change your hair color mm-hmm. dramatically. She's, she's at the mall on Christmas Eve going from black hair to white hair dressed <laughs> like Emma Frost. You're 100% right. This She is the true villain of the film. <laughs> Every person oh, I've yeah. mentioned is the true villain of the film. Oh, oh yeah. man. She's nuts. The writers are the villains of the film. <laughs> uh, it was like... Uh, it was, it, I think the hardest thing that I had watched in the movie was just some of the dialogue. Like the, some of it's the so first bad. scene, actually the, both of those opening scenes with Preston Lacey and Chris Kattan, like mm-hmm. they couldn't have a good dynamic together because a lot of it was dead space where they were just, you know, like the shot was too long or too short. Yeah. The shot was like too long. Preston's and so just like they're just donuts. standing there waiting to talk. Mouth noises. I like jelly. <laughs> jelly. 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 Yeah, I don't know. Did you have any favorite outfits there, bud? I don't think any stuck out with me particularly. And I still want I want to bring up you see your opinions, right? Preston Lacey had that shirt on that was a short sleeve shirt, but it came down all the way to his fucking wrists. How would you classify that button up shirt? It's weird, isn't it? I, I don't know what you mean by classify. I understand what the question, sort of, so but like, like I don't understand. Like, is it a short like a sleeve mid-length? shirt or is it a long sleeve shirt? It's I don't like, know. It's like a three quarters. Mm. Is it like two? Because <laughs> like it may be a long sleeve shirt, but there's no cuff on it, right? So that makes me believe that it's a short sleeve <laughs> shirt, but it went all the way to his wrist. I mean, that short maybe it's got to do with his body shape. Like maybe if he had a different body shape that was better built for the shirt for that size, it fit him better. I don't know. See, that's a great observation. I didn't consider that. I was just like, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with these sleeves? I don't know what length they're supposed to be. Like, I think he's got like little shoulders and then he's got like, you know, a big waist. It's kind of like egg shaped. I hear you. Egg shaped, man. Egg shaped man. I'm, I, if Preston Lacey ever hears this, which he won't. Oh, he's our number I, one. I apologize fan. for calling you an egg because I think you're great. Of all the jackasses, you're you're up there. You're not at the top, but you're up there. And uh, Bam Margera is way at the bottom. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't appreciate that. I don't have any opinions about Bam Margera. I guess Ryan Dunn's a little bit lower than him nowadays, but oh, whoa! <laughs> On Christmas, <laughs> during Christmas. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. I want to put some numbers on it, everyone. How are we feeling? Who would like to start? Should I start? Should Josh start? Should Mallory start? Bud, do you want to start? Uh, Are you looking for ratings? Yeah. Let's talk about ratings. Lowest. Lowest? The lowest rating. I really did not enjoy this movie. I thank you guys for letting me watch it with you. Well, it's just um, like Bud's and, been watching more movies recently, and he's like, hmm, that's pretty much the worst one I've watched in a while. <laughs> that's it. Yep. I don't watch a lot of movies, but I have seen a few recently. And uh, and even that, that, what was that, High Anxiety or High Strung or whatever, like that one was, that one was not enjoyable, but it was better than this, and that at, hurts. At least it had a voice. What's, what, what's High Strung? It's this movie that Kirsten Dunst was in when she was a tiny little child. Jim Carrey's in it, too. Jim Carrey's in it as well. But it's mostly a monologue by, what's his name? Steve Odekirk. Steve Odekirk of of, uh, Kung Pao. 
Oh yeah, and then we realized two thirds of the way through that. But it's it was not a comedy, or if it, it if is. it is a comedy, it's not funny. It's not funny. It's basically just like an angry d- dude, an angry white dude being an angry white dude and blaming everybody for his problems. It's and, similar and monologuing to this. For like made no money. An hour and a half. It was not enjoyable to watch. Even when he dies, it wasn't enjoyable. Yep, terrible. And I, I still think it was more enjoyable to watch than this one. So maybe this isn't my type of movie. <laughs> That's fine. Christmas. That's fine. So just lowest in general from Bud. All right, I'm cool with that. <laughs> Mal, how do you feel? I I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I guess four stars. Oh, That's out of what? Out of five. Oh shit. Um, delusions come real. Uh, we see bad dad. We we have the terrible comedy with the big man small angry man um who also could be a vampire um could be he looked yeah. like that and mm-hmm. he bladed down at the end mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we had sharks we had animals we had, so we had a animals. seal oh. we had a reindeer it was a sea oh lion. do you know this okay the sea lion was pretty good mm-hmm. <laughs> since you bring it up larry was pretty good mm-hmm. high yeah. f- strung doesn't have any animals in it there's okay. that one dog but it's a cardboard cutout so, oh, uh, the, four the out of five. Fly. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. Amazing. I'm happy about that because I feel the same way. I'm bumping this up to four out of five. Wow. Yeah. I, I bumped it down. Okay, tell us about your four out of five. My four out of five, I just had more fun. Like, you know, I've seen it a bunch of times now, so now I'm like excited to watch it every like oh it's christmas time we're watching christmas in wonderland like this is up there with like gremlins for me like the while you're watching it there's movie. stuff to look forward to like you're like oh there you go yeah. the door is coming the door is coming yeah no this movie has has very quickly become a top christmas watch for me so it's like this batman returns like i said gremlins like black christmas i get so excited for those movies and now this one has been added to that same list i'm fucking stoked every year dang Dude, and I like watching it with new people. I'm I'm bummed that that Bud didn't enjoy it as much as me. Don't but be. I I love <laughs> hearing his opinion about it. Like that was fucking fun. And I fucking love watching it with him. Yeah, it was fun. So, yeah, I had lots of fun. So I, I had four out of five from me. Man, I was gonna bump it down to three out of five. That's what I put on Letterbox, just because like I'm trying to not love every movie so much. You You're know? allowed to love yeah. every movie. What's Josh? stopping you? You know. Uh, nothing. Nothing exactly. is stopping me. I don't like joint. Dude, if you, all right, well, think of it this way. No, okay? I just never rate a movie like two stars. It's like it's either like half a star or one star, or like most movies get three and a half stars. What would a two star movie look like for you? I Leprechaun, don't know. Leprechaun Four Origins. No, oh. that's not Leprechaun Four. It's like Leprechaun Six. <laughs> Leprechaun so Four is in space. I think that's also bad. I love when they go to space. Uh, what's a two star movie? I don't know. Like like. One of the less good Saw movies. Like, Josh, it's okay that you like most movies that you watch on this show because, I mean, the way dramatic no, effect general. works, I mean, it, it, it's two-way, you know? It's it's um, entropy or whatever, okay? So, like, if, if somebody's hating on everything and then they like something, it's dramatic. If you're liking everything and then you hate something, it's dramatic. It's, it's, more, uh, it's more important when you don't like something than when you like it. Yeah. You're also watching things that you... You want, I want to watch. You want to watch. If you're watching just everything, then you're going to have I, more. I give it four. I give it four out of five stars. It's a holiday tradition. I want everyone to watch it. I want to show it to my family. It's the best. It's so much fun. So is <laughs> Tina's going to be here uh, next Christmas, apparently? Yeah, maybe. 
Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, you can show it to your family this year. You can show it to your family right now. It's on YouTube, like I said, so it's available. If you if you want to take a moment and see this fever dream, it is available to you. But I do know that since we watched this the last time, our Swayze scale has changed. It's changed already. Yeah. In the last year, I feel it, like we totally nailed it down. Dude, it it changes all the time. It's. I think it's we been should, pretty standard. We should talk about it. Okay, let's talk about it. Where do you want to start? Does it have any knives? Oh, geez, I need to have my pen out. No, I didn't see any knives. Uh, but Chris Kattan did say he has a knife and he knows how to open it. I've yes. got a knife! <laughs> yes. That's my favorite vine. That it kid. also didn't have any That's horses, but they did talk about horses, and there were reindeer. And a sea lion. Okay, the horse and is a contentious topic. We need to figure out the horse situation, because when I, I... My inclination is to say, the memory of one horse is not a horse. Okay. But the memory of two horses, plus the promise of three head of horses in the future. Future <laughs> horse? It's just missing a present horse. And I think that the past and future horses can combine to make one well, present horse. I will I will argue in defense of the past, present, future dichotomy, saying that it is in fact in place. Because even though it was a mention of a former horse kicking McClure in the McClush. head, he was being that was currently affecting Swayze. So he was being affected by a horse. <laughs> You're in right. The he, present. Yeah, but it happened in the past. Yeah, but if you interact with the horse in the past at all, doesn't that well affect give it you a in the give future? it a half a horse? Give it a half a horse. China. You know, I'd I'd say a half a horse and a half a knife sound pretty fair for them not being no, in the movie. No, this is the thing: is that it's like less than one half horse plus w- less than one half horse plus another. Le- like all right, let's call it a I'd say three half a horse. What a three fifths of a horse? No, is I'm, that is that? That's not. I don't think that we. Horse. I don't think we could say that. I don't think that's fair. Um, I would give the donkey. I'll give it a full horse. I want to give it the full horse. Um, okay, but no knives, right? Okay. I feel like they had to have had a knife scene with him since he mentions it, but they had to have cut it out because it was a children's movie. We've said before that there we must see the knife, and yeah. it must be uh, used in a fighting context. No, there was no knives even in the kitchen scene. I do think the threat of a knife is funny, but <laughs> it would have to be two past threats of knives plus three heads of future knives. <laughs> future knives. So. Oh, the whisper of a knife is not enough. Um, okay. How about the uh, the gender politics of the film? Do they exist? Does How about the race politics exist? of the film? Well, you know, was there a single black person in that whole movie? Yes, it's the lady who denies oh, him at the, the cashier. store. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, we got one. We got one. <laughs> she was one of the most competent people in the movie as well. She was. She knew how to do her job. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas Eve. She's doing her job. Yeah. Yep. No, I I do think that you're right. There was not many. Uh, people being represented in this film outside of a bunch of white people. Oh, white, straight yeah. people, all cisgender. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, how about that? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, the gender politics are pretty simple to suss out. Patrick Swayze is a bad dad and affects everyone in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie thinks that women and girls are evil, I, I would say. <laughs> but, right? Like the Especially you know, on Christmas. Yeah. So like, I don't think it thinks very much about them at all. How do you think that they're evil? Okay, the little girl is malicious. Mary, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. 
She uh, immediately, the first scene was her being destructive to their brand new uh, home. He's a destructive and or creative. Bad she dad's trying to, like, you know what? No. She's trying to make it. She's trying to make a hole for Sam. <laughs> You're right. I agree. I agree. She's being absurd. But Carmen Electra's the bad guy. Yeah. She is the bad guy. Okay. Yes. And she's totally incompetent and is more focused on getting her hair done and like hiring out her very simple labor, which she's just a shopper. Have you seen the show? Good. Uh, uh, it's there's the show on Netflix where they spend they spend counterfeit money. Oh. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, either way, you you can be a shopper for counterfeit money makers. She's a shopper for counterfeit money makers, and she just offloaded offloaded her money to these two goons who are so incompetent they that they couldn't even spend money. Yeah. I don't know. They couldn't even spend money. I don't know, dude. I don't know how that they got into an argument over a donut and then knocked the 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 money over the side. Like that just seems ludicrous. I don't know how that happens. Yeah, some three Stooges or some yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Is and it, no is that women the talk to each one? other in this movie either. Oh, women talk to little girls. Yeah, right before they kill each other. But no, no, little girls are not women. Oh, <laughs> little, oh, that little okay, girls are children. Fair. You're right. Yep. Little girls are children. So, Mal, I would defer to you as our our female guest. Do you think this movie is feminist? No. Okay. I mean, I could think I could assume that, but I, do you think the movie's misogynist? I think it's Canadian. <laughs> do you think Canadians are misogynist? <laughs> oh, don't you know? <laughs> I think the movie has a lot to say about gender. None of it's good. Yeah. Um, but you know what? If you just wait, everything will turn out okay. You don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. So does, should we? Do we give it the gender point, or we just wait? Maybe that's what they did with the production of the film too. You know, they just said, "Oh, just don't do nothing about it." That it'll, would be the man thing that's to the do. Point of the movie. Wait. I don't see any don't like do positive masculinity in Look, the film. Look, we got we got Catan. We got one of the jackasses, not one of the expensive ones, but one of the jackasses. We got we got Patrick Swayze. Can we give it the gender point? If we Carmen think Electra. that it has bad ideas about gender in this case. I don't want to give it the gender point. Wowie. Well, if, okay, if we're going to give it the gender point, we have to bring in the, like, just the oogling of the teenagers. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, oh, yeah, yeah all in the weird. pool. Yeah. Disgusting. Yeah, and then there's, like, No, teenage, we need to stop. Teenage kissing. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, let's, let's Okay, so let's move it on to romance, then. Do you believe the romance, <laughs> and should we give it the romance point, because the only romance in the Dude, movie that is was between not the romance. children? That was uh, But what that about was the mom and the dad? And like, you forgot Christmas. I That's forgot not Christmas. romance. Mm-mm. That's just family. Family. <sighs> Road trip. I don't think we've got nope. it. Nope. They, did, they went down the street. Nope. Uh, but there was fighting, can we say? I mean, they were mostly traps. It was like Saw or Home Alone or whatever. Yeah. I, I was getting some Home Alone vibes. Or mm-hmm. Saw and Home Alone are the same thing, right? No. There's no, like, fist fighting. Are you sure? Very, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've heard recently that Saw and Home Alone are the same movie series, but I, maybe that's not true. Like, Kevin grows up and gets cancer, and then he becomes Jigsaw? Yeah, that's what I've heard. I've never Whoa. seen a Saw movie. Is the bike a sick whip? Yes. It, is this is the ship a sick whip? Yeah. It's not even like a, a real functioning boat, I don't think, but it's in that mall. It's Santa's yeah. house. So we got sick whips. That's, That's nice. where Santa lives? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, and Santa's got that sick Rolls Royce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and they got the minivan. Okay. Yeah, I mean, those are some sick, sick whips. Uh, we already talked about dad stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. I just gave it to it. And I gave it class stuff as well because, you know, you got uh, Rolls Royce, Santa Claus, and Patrick Swayze has no money. Mm-hmm. But can magically go to the mall and buy shit, right? Because it's the Christmas miracle. 
and then oh and i i just it kills me that you know santa has this speech to him at the bar about his dad taking on two extra jobs so the implication is three jobs to buy his son a fucking pony and, and then and and he's not even got one job at the time and he's shocked at the idea of multiple jobs and then at the end of the movie after doing nothing and not getting a job it just lands on them you know because if you do nothing everything works out santa's gonna show up and give you a a, a beautiful ranch hand job with three heads of horses and 500,000 heads of cattle or whatever. Do you expect me to believe that little Wayne didn't realize that his dad was working three fucking jobs and all of a sudden a horse showed up? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, no, you'd know that your dad is just not home anymore and he hasn't been home for three months. But then all of a sudden there's a horse and then my dad's around again. Like it's a pony. You don't think it costs as much as a horse, you know, maybe smaller. Maybe the fever dream is one, one of the children's perspectives. You know, like, uh, like this is how they're experiencing Christmas and they think their dad doesn't have a job, but then their dad does have a job by the end of the movie. Like they didn't know. And and now they have all these presents, but they thought their dad didn't have a job. I also forgot to mention athletics. Uh, we gave it to it. Mm -hmm. Um, did you have a favorite, uh, particular thing that Chris Kattan does with his body vents? There was that thing you wanted to talk about, I think. So that Chris Kattan In in the utility room? Uh, no, he, he yeah in the utility room he does like a like a superhero landing, uh, oh, yeah. jumping from like twenty feet up and then it's he like blade and he's like oh yeah like why did he do that where did that come from other than being intimidating where like where was he perched How, like did he do the math to like jump down right when the children were gonna be right there why did he do it I don't know why the actor do it is my question <laughs> I have no idea seems so, crazy like hey, hey Chris uh, do something imposing. Um, what if I crawl up here? <laughs> Whatever, do it. <laughs> okay. I like that your director is a mix between David Lynch and Bane. <laughs> yeah. How's yeah. my Chris Kattan? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so this film, uh, you know, unfortunately it's not ranked so high on our patented Swayze scale. But it has no bonus points. Did you see any dancing? No. Um, okay, perfect. So, well, there was a little the, like I guess in the montage of the of the initial trying on clothes because walking on sunshine was playing and everybody kind of dances a little bit to that song. I, I guess she was kind of doing the catwalk thing, but mostly I think it was it was modeling things. Yeah, posing. yeah it was more modeling, mm-hmm. posing. But yeah, so I won't say dancing. The closest thing I could describe to dancing is Chris Kattan in the fucking uh, shark tank doing a little dance sort of thing but that, when you're underwater you're always dancing right yeah mm-hmm. so I don't think it counts no nope. so this has a what do I say I five know. out of ten bags of cash counterfeit funny money <laughs> on our patented Swayze scale I like that that's what it is it's funny money I I, uh, I don't know if the two of you have heard but since it's the holiday season, we do have a Christmas scale that we've been doing. Josh, how's this rank on this Christmas scale? Oh, man, I almost forgot about the fucking Christmas scale, man. Yeah, because well, we need to ask our guests' opinions of what should be added to it, if things should be taken away. How I have it now is it's a five-point Christmas scale with one bonus point. That's how I've got it. So the first point is Santa's. We have Santa's. Yes. I mean, that's just like a, a factual. you got to have a Santa in your Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You must renounce capitalism. Do we renounce capitalism in a movie that takes place in a mall? Well, no. and the, and the 
all the montages are spending money. And yes. like that's the whole plot of the movie is about how they don't have money and, and everything. And the montages are advertising. And there's advertising all over the place. Except the advertising they don't want, which is kind of like blurredly obscured in the background of the, the mm-hmm. shots. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I would say no. Th- this movie does not renounce capitalism. I, you know, I think last year I said that it did renounce capitalism because they'd like spend the funny money at the end or something. But Maybe. and they just give up and then gifts appear. Mm-hmm. But that's weird. It's all about obtaining goods. This entire yeah, movie. And you know the the moral the of the film: if they didn't get any presents at the end and they still loved each other, that would be closer. You know, that'd be the, the it's a right. wonderful life or whatever. If mom got there and they, and she helped them clean up because that's what mom does. Yeah, and and then there is like, no cat well, in the hat. There was one thing that we got, and then like the kids, they're like, oh, they were actually not just shopping for themselves, but they were shopping for the whole family, and then it, all the presents get delivered because of something with the lockers, you know? Ah, uh, yes, like the, the funny money ends up paying off in dividends. Yeah, like if that would have happened, and they like, I could to help expose yes. the counterfeit and for. Helping expose the counterfeit ring, the kid, the police station is paid for the kids to, you know, have their shopping spree fulfilled. Yeah, that's exactly what cops would do. Cops would do that. They love that. They love giving back to the community. That's their favorite thing. They actually love the community above all others. Like, they're like, okay, wives, you're number two to the community. And that's why my favorite character was McClouche. Yes. Because he's a cop. Yeah, McClouche is pretty good. I think my favorite character is Larry, though. Thank you for bringing him back up. I completely forgot. Who? Larry. The fuck is Larry? The sea lion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you remembered his name? Yeah. Yes, but they, do they embra- embrace family? I um, think so. I don't see a happy home. I see a bunch of lies and Whoa. future problems. Ooh, yeah, but none of them seem too happy about that. So, no, we're not embracing the family. Wow. Kids did save the day. That's just a factual. Yep. And that's our bonus point. I don't know why. So where's this ranking on our Christmas Wait, scale? Was, that five, was nope. that five points? No, there was only three and then a bonus point. So Kids Save the Day is number three. Uh-huh. No, well, no, that's bonus point. Okay, the, the bonus point is Kids Save... Wait, what are your five points? Santa, renounce capitalism, embrace family. Embrace family. And then there's wishes. Wishes, okay, yeah, well, there were wishes and... and they were embracing. fulfilled. I don't mm-hmm. know about the embrace. Maybe that family. should be... Maybe that should be the bonus point. <laughs> The, the wishes the, the Santa, are they fulfilled? The Santa and the wishes all over the place on this one. Uh, and bumbling bad guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're bumbling bad guys. That's what makes it a Christmas family. Film. Mounties. Yep. But, I mean, I think there's all sorts of bumbling weirdos. We'll see. Oh, oh, wait. When you said bad guys, you meant the, the criminals, not the Mounties. That's funny. I assumed you meant the Mounties. Mounties. <laughs> so on our patented Christmas scale, it looks like it's got uh, three plus one bonus point. I don't have any their presents under the tree. Jingle balls. Yes, yes, three out of five plus one jingle balls. I think uh, Christmas movies need ghosts. Definitely, they I think do. So there too. was a ghost yeah. in this one. They at least talked about a ghost and alluded yeah. to it a lot. Do you think one of these things d- is not necessary for a Christmas movie? Because I like ghosts. The kids say the day because mm-hmm. that's just a kids movie thing. You're right. And that goes together with bumbling baddies. Maybe, may, maybe a kids save the day should be the bonus point. Huh. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, that is the bonus point, right? It is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'm just thinking if the ghost gets added, something has to go. I don't oh. think it has to go. 
Um, what, you think we're going to have a 10-point Christmas skill or a 7-point Christmas skill or something by the end of this? Well, the bumbling bad guys, I don't know if it's necessarily true. And maybe I'm just thinking in, like, a Dickens sense, but, like... Second-pointed scales. But, like, there was no bad guy in, I mean, I guess his, his business partner or something, but Scrooge was the bad guy, you know? Yeah, he is the bad guy. It's fair. And he wasn't bumbling. <laughs> yeah, they, he's very exact. They were all the bad guy. No, none of the characters were good in any way. Not even Santa. What are you talking about? Santa isn't good. <laughs> this came out of nowhere. Yeah, Santa didn't teach anybody anything. All he did was fucking give shit to people. That's just like Santa a bad does. dad. Just like a bad dad. Yep. He gave them fake money wishes. If Santa wanted to be a good guy, maybe it would have been real. Yeah, he gave him a bunch of fake money and then gave him more money and gave his dad a job. Hot takes so. on. See, I'm just thinking that Santa didn't do all that stuff. It's just it just happened, and they had just happened to have made those wishes. You know? Do you so, think they're magic? The girls? They're magic? manifesting. No, well, they're witches. No, I don't. I think that the, most of the events of the film were not magical. The only magic stuff is what we saw depicted as magic. The bar. I just am when asking. He started us. drinking. Magic happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Santa disappeared. <laughs> the elves. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. There's too much magic to try and take the movie literally. I don't understand what I was, what I'm trying to do here. That's fucking elves. If, if, uh, in my opinion, if you're listening to this and you don't, and you're thinking, I don't know if I want to watch this movie, especially after I personally gave it such a scathing review, I'd say the elves are worth it. Watching it <laughs> just to see that fucking elf scene pop up is is worth it. I'd, I'd say give it one shot, watch, sit through the damn thing, watch an hour of and it, watch and that elf shit off. and go, what the fuck? And then turn it off. Just like I did. It, it was a jump scare. It- that was when I stopped taking notes, <laughs> That's too. That's the perfect way to describe it. But you are going to want to keep it on at least until Carmen Electra falls through the ceiling. And, oh, yeah. And and that's towards the end of the movie, and too. the seal. Yeah, the, the I whole, mean, the sea lion. Yeah, by the time you get to the elves, it's, you're, you're already done anyways. Good review. <laughs> so this movie has shifted a little bit since we've watched it last, right? On Letterboxd, it's gone up from a 2.2 to a 2.8 out of 5. Way to go, what? guys. Yeah. IMDb has gone down from 4.8 to 4.7. Rotten Tomatoes still has it sitting at zero, but an audience <laughs> score of 27 instead of 26. And Amazon has it sitting at 4.5 out of 5, 74% five stars, 72, or excuse me, 2% one star. And that was 72% before and 1% as well. If you guys want to make this movie loved, you really got to start making more burner accounts, you know? See, <laughs> see oh, I don't this care. Is the thing. I want this an accurate gauge. We may have impacted this number. Great. You know? So thank you, everyone who's listening to this and who's reviewing these movies because I feel, feel like they deserve it, right? You know? Yeah. We do have one tagline. And, and if you don't know, we're going to read it with a thumbs up. A thumbs down from each individual. We've talked about this before, Josh, but I want to get your opinions. Is this a good tagline? Two kids, a mall, $1 million cash. What could go wrong? I like it. Thumbs up. Oh, a thumbs down from Bud. It's too long. Too it's, long. It's sort of doesn't describe the movie. This is what I said last time, right? There's three kids. Yeah, there's three kids. I mean, for the movie, it's probably a good tagline, but it's way too long to leave as a tagline. Don't put that on a poster. It's not $1 million in the movie. It's $100,000 or something like that. They keep saying it's a million dollars, but 
Whatever. No, they said they needed a million dollars. I don't think they actually said how much money it was. Well, he looks then, at the bag. He says, looks like a million dollars to me. Oh, it still looks like a million dollars to me. You're talking about the kid with the scarf? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brian. Brian. Mm-hmm. Brian. Brian. Well, this made a little bit of money that I wanted to talk about, right? We've got an overall domestic worldwide, or not domestic, excuse me, an overall worldwide gross of 694000 Five hundred and nine dollars. Right, internationally, it made six thousand nine hundred and three hundred dollars. You know, so in the United States, this movie made eighty three dollars or thousand dollars. Or no, excuse me, in the United States, it made seven hundred dollars. Great, beautiful. Yeah. This is not shown here. It's mainly shown in Russia and commonwealths of the independent states, Ukraine, um, and... This is what started the war. <laughs> yeah. Ukraine and Russia. Wow. This is, this w- is a weird fucking movie, isn't mm-hmm. it? I wonder which side in the uh, conflict over there likes it and which side hates it. I bet that's what they're fighting over, right? Well, it says gross by country. Ukraine is 138 $9,000 domestic so in, in the United States is $689 so the rest of it's Russian the, the rest of is more. it's all Russia but Russia is way bigger than Ukraine I wonder if they have really good dub yeah oh yeah, I be, yeah maybe because I mean most of the problems with this film was the dialogue so maybe they've got a really good dub of it's it it's all ADR'd anyways yeah hell yeah well, that's good to know, Vince. Thanks for telling us. Yeah, it's a lot of weird stuff, right? This is what they think. Uh, this is what they think America is like in Russia. It's first of all, it's in Canada. <laughs> it's just a mall. <laughs> it's a mall. No wonder. Yeah. No wonder they hate our freedom. <laughs> this is what capitalism is. Yeah, yeah. So that's that. This is this. That's the thing. Um, we're on the internet at SwayzyPod at gmail dot com. If you want to write us an email. You know, we're on Instagram and Twitter and all that kind of stuff at Swayze Pod. Josh is on Letterbox at Joshua CY. I'm on Letterbox at Vincent Troya. Mal, Bud, are you on the internet? Would you like to share it with the people? Uh, Charlie Bravo Jump. I don't know what the J one is. CBJ.BUD at gmail.com. Perfect. If you want to reach out to Bud, just send him an email. And yeah. If you want to reach out to me, my address is. I'm not actually going to say my address. But oh, I no. thought you were going to go. I can full make it Mary. sound like <laughs> I thought you were going to go full Mary for a second. Um, you can write to me at the North Pole, twenty-five <laughs> Audrey <laughs> Avenue, Warren, Michigan. God damn it! <laughs> 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 Wonderful. I'm happy is that what this is called, the North Pole? Yeah, that's. What it is. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> I have another podcast that you can listen to called for Broadcast from Cowhouse. It exists. You just had a new rec- or episode come out, didn't you? Yeah, there's a new episode out there. Uh, and there will be another one eventually, and then another one, and then another one, at least. Well, good. Yeah, you guys should check that out. And we hope you have a wonderful holiday. I hope you guys have um, a really rock of love Christmas. Bye. I don't even know what that means. What Not either. It? I'm just trying to have a nice fucking podcast. like... <laughs> <laughs> Best time of the year, Christmas here in Wonderland, and 